Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Would you be the jerk for punishing your son for their preferences? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for not inviting a kid to my kid's birthday party because I don't want to deal with their parents? I have a child in second grade. The rules of the school is that if you hand out invites on school grounds, everyone needs to be invited. So I instead sent the invites in the mail to basically the whole class but one kid. The reason is the mother and father are a nightmare. Their son is fine, but their parents are awful. I could go on for a while, but a few examples. The mom has chased a kid until she was crying since she grabbed a toy. The father is known to get into fights if anyone has a different opinion. Mom will freak if you don't do stuff their way, and they refuse to leave even if no other parent is there. The mom tried to stay over at their kid's sleepover and freaked when the person hosting was confused. They are a nightmare and not really friends with my kids, so not invited. They found out and were ticked. The other parents are also mad I excluded a kid and now some are not going to the party. They've told me I'm the jerk. Am I? Should I just send an invite and deal with the parents? I mean, to be honest, I can't really blame them. It's one of those things you just don't invite them and you hope that you can get away with it. It clearly didn't work out here. It's not the most polite thing, but maybe you can, you know, feign ignorance and say, oh, well... Somehow, we just had a mishap, that's all. You don't have to tell them that they're annoying. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these guys are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, Am I the jerk for telling all my parents' guests that my room has cannabis candy everywhere, but that they're still welcome to let their kids play in it? I live at home and pay rent. I graduated from university, and I have a good job, and I don't mind contributing to my household. It is a nicer neighborhood than I can afford to live in otherwise, and it is close to a bus route that takes me right to work. I keep all of my belongings in my room, including my computer, my television, and my gaming consoles. My parents often host family and friends who have children that are bored because my parents really have nothing for kids since all of my older siblings and myself got old. I thought I was being nice when I bought an old Switch and hooked it up in the family room and added it to my account. That way the kids can play Mario or Zelda and my stuff gets left alone. Recently, my aunt came over with my young cousins. They played for a while but got bored and wanted to see what other games I had. I said my room was off limits and my mom and aunt immediately tried to get me to let them in. I said no problem but make sure you don't eat any of my candy or gummies they see in my room because they're all weed edibles. Nope. My aunt almost put her kids behind her like she was protecting them from the devil. My mom said that I could clean up my room and put them somewhere safe. I reminded her that we agreed that if I was paying rent, I got privacy in my room. My dad agreed with me and he got a locking door handle from the garage and installed it while my mom fumed. He has everything in that garage. Mom said that I'm being rude by not sharing my stuff with guests. I asked my aunt if I could borrow her car to go out with some friends and she immediately said no. I said it was rude not to share and she called me a smart butt. I went to my room and put on my noise-canceling headphones and played Diablo and had a couple of gummies for my stash in the back of my closet where I keep them. 
OP's definitely not the jerk here, let's be real. And also, I don't think OP was being forthcoming when they were saying, oh yeah, feel free to use my room, just avoid the weed gummies. They just knew there'd be some real pearl clutching and the whole thing would be shut down after that. Our next story is, am I the jerk for taking away my niece's car and kicking her out? I have a 19-year-old niece. Both her parents were deadbeats, so my siblings and I ended up raising her. She's like a daughter to all of us and we all adore her. When she was 16, I bought her car for her. When she turned 18, my siblings and I decided that it's time she become independent. We gave her some money and told her that, while she is welcome to visit us, she can no longer live with any of us. She just started crying and left without a word. She didn't tell us where she wants to live, didn't give us any address, and didn't even answer our calls for a year. I finally found her and convinced her to attend my birthday dinner. My siblings and I were all very happy to see her again. However, the dinner was a disaster. She was clearly still mad at us and insulted every single one of us. She called my sister pathetic and dumb for not realizing that her husband is cheating on her, which started a huge fight between them. She called my younger brother a whiny baby that no one likes and we all only tolerate. My younger brother has self-esteem issues, so hearing this, he believed her and was very mad at us. She then told me that I really suck at my hobby, I play guitar, and should do everyone a favor and stop playing it, which really hurt my feelings, and she called my older brother the F word. He's gay. That's when I decided I've heard enough. I took away her car keys and kicked her out. My brothers all think I did the right thing, but my sister is very upset that I kicked her out, and she's worried that she'll go no contact with us again, but I couldn't just stand there and let her insult all of us. Edit. Okay, okay, I get it now. We thought kicking her out at 18 was okay because that's what our parents did when we turned 18. Looking back, choosing my parents as role models was probably a mistake. There is a reason none of us talk to our parents anymore. Anyway, I'll give her car back and I'll tell her she can move back in and I'll support her as long as she needs it, though I don't think she'll move back in with me. We will all apologize and hopefully she'll forgive us, though I still expect her to apologize from her aunt. My sister has been nothing but nice to her and she was the only one who didn't want to kick her out and only had to do it because her husband forced her. So obviously in the edit, it's clear that everybody in the comments reamed OP and everybody else involved in making this decision. It's okay if they turn 18 and you're like, alright, I don't think we need to be supporting you anymore. But you can't do it cold turkey like that. How are you going to let somebody turn 18 and just go, alright, good luck. We hope you still send us love and kindness. There's the door. And expect to have any kind of a even remotely positive response. I feel like that scorched earth for almost everybody. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to stop kissing my own baby? My husband, male 25, and I, female 25, have a six-week-old daughter. She's our first baby and the first grandchild in both of our families. We were advised by our pediatrician to not allow anyone besides ourselves to kiss our baby for the first 8 to 12 weeks minimum. This has been communicated to both of our families, who have been respectful of this as well as our other boundaries and rules, despite a little bit of grumbling about it from his side. Last weekend, we were over at my in-law's house and I just finished breastfeeding my daughter, so she was all sleepy. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. 
but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I kissed her forehead before settling her to nap on my chest. My mother-in-law noticed and immediately remarked on it in super passive-aggressive manner. Oh, I'm so glad that we're able to kiss baby now. Did your pediatrician update the rules? I was super confused and asked her what she meant and that the pediatrician's recommendation hadn't changed. She then accused me of violating the rules by kissing my own baby. I told her that the recommendation was that no one besides myself and my husband kiss our daughter. And she argued and heavily implied that I was being dishonest because I'd previously said nobody can kiss the baby rather than nobody but husband and I can kiss the baby. She went on and on about this until I snapped that it should have been obvious that the rules we told her regarding our baby were about what we would or wouldn't allow other people to do. She called me a hypocrite, so I got up and shut myself in the guest room while my daughter continued to nap on me. A little while later, mother-in-law came in and apologized, claiming it was a knee-jerk reaction and she was just confused and upset. She said she understands now that the rule only applies to other people. She then asked me if I would avoid kissing my baby in front of her until she's allowed to do so as well, because it's upsetting to see me doing that and knowing that she can't. I told her I can understand that it's frustrating to have a strong urge to kiss a baby and not be able to but I am personally not going to stop kissing my own baby for the sake of her feelings. Mother-in-law is calling me disrespectful and a hypocrite and has gotten sister-in-law on board with this as well. Am I the jerk? Personally, I don't think OP's the jerk at all. I feel like that's a very reasonable boundary. You understand, it's for the health of the baby. It's not to make anybody jealous. They need to be an adult and manage their own feelings. Honestly, almost how dare you try to prevent a parent from having a bonding moment like giving a kiss to their kid. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my brother that I told him so and that his personality is the problem? My, female 28, brother, male 30, has always been a bit my way or the highway. He also loves to tell you that he told you so if you dare to do something differently to his suggestion and it goes the wrong way. My brother's wife Cindy, female 29, is honestly an angel of a person and her patience is never-ending. I genuinely believe that their marriage is held together by her patience because I would have had it with my brother a long time ago. They were married five years ago and Cindy gave birth to a beautiful baby boy a month ago. During the pregnancy, whenever I would ask about names, Cindy always said that they had not been able to agree on anything yet. During these conversations, my brother would say, Well, we all know what I think we should name the baby, and it's up to Cindy to come up with something better if she doesn't like it. Cindy would always laugh when my brother said this and would say something about finding something they both agreed on, but it certainly seemed like my brother had made up his mind. For reference, the name my brother was adamant about was Joseph, which Cindy really disliked. 
By the time Cindy went into labor, her and my brother had a short list of three names which Cindy said they would choose from once they had met the baby and seen his face. Joseph was not on the list. Unfortunately, there were some complications during the birth and Cindy had to be rushed to emergency surgery while my brother dealt with all the paperwork. I'm sure you can see where this is going. He put Joseph on the birth certificate while Cindy was unconscious. It seems that this was the straw that broke the camel's back and Cindy has filed for divorce. My brother is suddenly crying to the world and their dog that his wife's pregnancy and postpartum hormones have gotten the better of her and she's throwing away their lives over a temper tantrum. He also said that she would come to realize Joseph is a good and strong name. I admit it, it was probably not my finest moment, but I have been telling my brother for years that Cindy's patience would come to an end and so I said that I had told him so. I also told him that I will do anything and everything I can to support Cindy through this, and that if he's looking for someone to blame, it is 100% on him and his my way or the highway personality. I said that no reasonable or kind person would have used their wife being unconscious as an opportunity to get their own way. Now my family are telling me I use this as an opportunity to be vindictive rather than supportive, and I can't possibly understand what divorce is like. My mom, female 58, told me that I've clearly been holding a grudge against my brother and couldn't wait to rub his face in something. She said that I'm not invited to any family events until I apologize to my brother and promise to support him in the divorce over Cindy. I agree wholeheartedly with OP. OP is not the jerk. It's a horrendous thing that he did and honestly, if there was a pattern of behavior that indicated something like this could happen... I don't blame OP for saying, I told you this would happen. It's not like rubbing their face in it, it's like saying, listen, I gave you warning signs. Our next story is, am I the jerk for teaching my son to call me dad against his mother's wishes? I had a one night stand with a woman, Mary, I didn't know at a party in 2016. About a year ago, someone reached out and told me she knew Mary and her now six year old son was mine. This person hadn't known my name until meeting another friend of mine and they figured it out. Apparently Mary had started dating someone, John, just after we hooked up, then found out she was pregnant. Mary and John got serious, got married, and John adopted my son. After I found out, I got a lawyer and filed for custody in my state. Mary and John fought me through the whole process, telling me not to break up their family. They have a younger daughter. After lots of legal fees, I finally forced a paternity test and got every other weekend. My intent is to keep pushing until I have 50-50 custody. I looked into reversing the adoption but it is basically impossible. So I'll probably have to wait until my son is 18 and then do it with his consent. I've been having my son over for the past few months and it's been great. He gets along great with my girlfriend too. He understands that I'm his father but of course he calls John dad. I'm not trying to get him to stop that because I don't want to confuse him or make him uneasy, but last weekend I did tell him that he can call me dad too instead of Mr. Last Name like his mom told him to. He seemed fine with it and called me dad while he was with me. His mom found out and has been pestering me all week, saying I'm a sperm donor and John is his real dad and she'll take me to court for parental alienation. The last thing she said was that I can be an uncle, but my son only has one dad. I'm ignoring most of what she said, but I am wondering if I'm the jerk for asking my son to call me dad in this situation. 
I mean, I can understand where some toes may feel stepped on or some emotions might be hurting, but you're legitimately that kid's dad. And if that kid wants to call you dad, I don't see how anybody can deny you or the kid of that. Honestly, it's just amazing to hear a story about somebody who finds out they have a six-year-old kid and does everything they can to actually get into their lives. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my wife I don't care if she likes beards? My wife and I have been married for going on 10 years. We met in our mid-20s and are now in our mid-30s. When my wife and I met, my facial hair admittedly was patchy, but as the years have passed and I've aged, my facial hair is now full and supple. I've always wanted to grow a nice long beard like the masculine men I saw growing up. I always admired it. Throughout my relationship with my wife, I've normally just kept scruff on my face, but I've also told my wife about my desire to grow out my beard. Her reaction is always to tell me who that's gross or you need to shave, you look disgusting. This has now happened enough times that I finally blew up and said, babe, I don't give a freak if you like beards or not. So am I the jerk for telling my wife I don't care about her preference on my beard? I think if you want to have a beard, you have every right to have a beard. She has every right to her own opinion too, including maybe withholding intimacy if the beard's going on, but it doesn't deserve to elevate into fighting or putting down somebody. I understand if they don't like beards, and honestly they find them to be a turnoff, but you don't call your partner disgusting. Our next story is, am I the jerk for laughing at my ex and her husband for asking to have our daughter for another month? For some context, I, 46-year-old male, was married to my wife Ida, 46-year-old female, for 21 years before she cheated and remarried to her now jerk of a husband Dan, 48-year-old male. We have four kids together, Henry, 28-year-old male, Zach, 26-year-old male, Cam, 25-year-old male, and Rory, 15-year-old female. The situation only really involves Rory. Since my boys were teens or young adults when we divorced, they got to choose who they lived with. Rory, on the other hand, didn't. I have Rory most of the time. I pay for her schooling, medical, extracurriculars, etc., while Ida and Dan get her every other holiday and don't really pay for stuff. Well, for the 4th of July, Rory went over to Ida and Dan's and then stayed there until about a week before school started. Rory confided in me that the whole time she was there, she couldn't really do anything fun and was stuck watching her younger siblings while Dan and Ida went out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. She told me she felt like a babysitter more than a daughter, which hurt my heart for Rory, since she was really excited to see her mother. She also told me she'd like to stick with visits again, and not staying for a whole month or two. Well, about two nights ago, I got a call from Ida. She seemed happy and started talking about Rory and how she liked it there. She continued to ramble a bit before asking for me to ask Rory about staying another month. I laughed, which caused Ida to be mad, and she hung up. Dan texted me calling me a butt for laughing at her, and my brother said it was kind of mean to do. Am I the jerk? 
I don't think OP's the jerk. I think it was probably more than anything just like a subconscious thing. I mean, it's just a reaction in the moment. I don't assume OP was doing it to be deriding or anything. I don't really blame OP for this, especially when their kids said how miserable they had been all that time. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not getting my younger kids Starbucks every day because my wife does it with our older two? My wife and I adopted Myla, 10, Grace, 5, and Lucas, 4, from foster care. Grace and Lucas were in a very loving home that would have adopted them if they could. We're still in contact with their foster parents and see them every few months. Myla's home was horrible. She was the first one that came to us and we spent nearly a month in the hospital and she needed a feeding tube when she came home. Myla has some special needs that are a direct result of that home. A few months ago, we got a call asking if we could take a 14-year-old girl, Cassie, from the same home that Myla was in. Cassie's needs aren't as severe as Myla's, but between that and the fact that she's years behind in school, normal schooling would have been difficult for her. My sister was a teaching assistant for special ed at our local school district. It was so bad that she didn't even last a year there. When she heard about the girls, she said to not allow them to end up in a special ed in our district. My wife quit her job and homeschooled Myla for the first few months, but she's not a teacher and she doesn't know how to help Myla the way she needed it. We started looking for special needs schools and found one over an hour away that we love. My wife got a job in the office there, so we got cheap tuition for Myla and eventually Cassie when she started school there. The girls are doing great at this school and we're considering moving closer to it to make life a little easier. The issue is, my wife, Myla, and Cassie are out of the house by 6.30 every morning. Cassie's up by 5.30 and Myla's up by 6. They're all tired when it's time to go to school and work, so as a treat, they go to Starbucks every morning. Myla gets a hot chocolate, Cassie's allowed to get a small coffee, and my wife gets a coffee to help them get through the morning. They're not always the best at getting the cups out of the car by the time the younger two see it, and lately they've been throwing temper tantrums every morning when we pass by a Starbucks. My wife thinks we should just get it for them, but I don't want to. I think it's a waste of money and they can have chocolate milk at home. Am I the jerk for not getting them Starbucks? I don't think OP's the jerk just for the simple fact that Starbucks is expensive. I don't think it's realistic for somebody on an honest salary to just go there every single morning and buy treats for multiple people. And honestly, kids do need to be taught at some point or another that they can't always get what they want. Make it a cute thing where you have this morning chocolate milk and coffee making or something. I'm with OP on this. Our next story is... Am I the jerk for making a TikTok that somewhat exposed my influencer parents? I'm, 16-year-old male, banished to my aunt's house right now, and while she agrees with me that I'm not a jerk for having these feelings, she says she agrees with my parents that I was a jerk for the TikTok I made about our real lives. Without saying too much, my parents had me while they were in college, and I lived with my grandparents until they graduated and got married. I have three younger siblings and we all live in a large city together. My dad has a real job and my mom basically just writes a blog and has social media accounts. She never mentions me. I'm never in pictures. My siblings are because they were written about from the time my mom was pregnant with them after they got married. She writes a lot about our lifestyle and brags about how thrifty she is and simple. But she doesn't tell people that my grandparents give us money and that she blows it on really expensive things like buckets and sweaters. Trust me when I say that none of what you see online about my family is true, except for where we live and our names. 
Anyway, I vented a little bit to my friend about how my parents go back and forth on pretending to be poor, but then not, and then back again, depending on who they talk to. And I said that sometimes that meant that my mom buys something expensive and stupid to brag about, but then I have to hear about eating less or being more simple about birthday wish lists because life is too expensive. So we made a TikTok at my house. I pointed out stuff like, Here's my mom's one sweater that cost $400, and that's why I got this for Christmas, and pointed to a kid's art set. I pointed out some stuff that she told her readers she was gifted that she actually bought, too. My TikTok doesn't get much attention at all, but one of my friends showed it to her mom, and her mom showed it to my mom. My parents are mad and say that doing stuff like this hurts the whole family because it could affect sponsorships and maybe book deals, and dad said I was a jerk for doing the video. So, am I? I think I have a right to say the truth, but maybe I should have kept it more private between me and my friends. By the way, they made me delete the account, so no one else is going to know. Thanks. An update. Thank you everyone who voted. I showed my aunt this post early this morning and she's kinda mad that I made it. I won't respond to anyone else, I'm sorry. My aunt and grandparents are going to help me ask if I can just stay with my aunt for a while. Maybe even until I'm 18. I can answer a few questions that I got a lot of, but I truly don't want to expose my family because I'm a part of them, and my siblings are young and don't deserve it, and I don't want any more people to figure out who my parents are. No, they aren't Christian vloggers. There's not YouTube or X or TikTok or Facebook for my mom. She just has an old blog and she posts on Instagram. Her blog and some side projects from it do make money. My grandparents do know where the money goes on stuff because they see it in the house and on the blog and on Instagram. Yes, a bucket, really, $300 from England. And then she'll wear our house key on a rubber band on her wrist and tell her followers what a simple life we live. It's that kind of thing that feels like a lie. Her followers were sending her pictures of buying the same stupid bucket and donating their key rings and using a rubber band now. Ridiculous. I think what irks me the most is the thing that OP didn't really delve much on in general, which was, they kind of got written out of the story. They weren't introduced in season one of the blog, so they're just not part of the canon. But I can totally understand why it's extremely frustrating that your life and your family's is just paraded as some hardship thing. How at some point you just want to be honest. You just want to tell the truth and not feel like you're in the shadows just watching the stage production. Our next story is, am I the jerk for punishing my son for his preferences? I, 41-year-old female, have two children, 14-year-old male and 11-year-old male from my previous marriage. My 14-year-old is the subject of this post. I'll call him Andrew. Andrew has recently begun his first year of high school. He doesn't have a lot of friends because we live closer to a different high school than most of his former classmates ended up at. Luckily, one of his very close friends from a few years back goes to his school, a girl I'll call Dana. They've become close again over the last six-ish weeks. They spend time together at school and she's been coming over on weekends or him at her house. Andrew talks about her a lot. To be honest, I thought they had crushes on each other. By the way, Dana is mixed black with Vietnamese and we're white. Unfortunately, that is relevant. Last weekend, Dana was over for dinner. Things were going normally until my 11-year-old made a joke about Dana being Andrew's girlfriend. My husband and he have always been lightly teasing Andrew for a couple of weeks about Dana being his girlfriend, and he always denies it hotly. That night, after my 11-year-old's joke, Andrew not only denied it, but spouted a, I don't like black girls, 
loudly for the entire table to hear, including Dana. I was stunned. Dana looked highly embarrassed. I knew in the moment I would talk to him later, but just for the time being said something like, hey, that isn't cool. The remainder of dinner was very awkward and then Dana left. Once she was gone, I told Andrew how he probably hurt Dana's feelings. I explained how black women and girls already struggle with feeling accepted in society and that he was ignoring the other half of her race entirely, not to mention the bad example he was setting for his brother. He went on defensive mode and said he just thinks dark girls are ugly and is tired of people at home and at school thinking he would date someone like her. After that conversation, I told him that he was grounded until he offered Dana a sincere apology and made an effort to learn about misogynoir through reading. I then told him that if I were Dana, I would not want to be his friend anymore after his racist remarks. To my astonishment, this has been unpopular with my ex as well as my current husband. My current husband is Puerto Rican, so I was doubly surprised he didn't side with me. They both say that Andrew is entitled to his own preferences when it comes to girls and I'm wrong to punish him. I took it more seriously from my current husband, who has been on the receiving end of racism. I now do not know what to do. Andrew has apologized to Dee, but has yet to find a good book on misogynoir and read it. Am I wrong for punishing him? Should I let him off the hook? Am I the jerk? I mean, I think maybe the one thing OP could have mentioned is that it's fine to have their preferences. As far as being in a relationship or having an attraction towards someone, you can have those kinds of preferences, but it doesn't excuse racism or a racist way of handling things. I think OP's fine reinforce the fact that he can have his preferences, but it's not okay to be racist. It's not okay to say someone like her. Not to mention the son and dad should not go unpunished in this situation either. I mean, it's no surprise that he blew up the way he did when there was weeks of light teasing as a kid who's figuring out life and growing up and clearly has expressed that they're not appreciative of this light teasing, the strongest and best thing you possibly could have done was make an effort to get that to shut down. In a situation where they're teasing him and he essentially says, no, he doesn't like it, why give that a pass? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my wife that I'll be taking the kids to visit their grandparents on Thanksgiving weekend? Bear with me as this is my first time using Reddit. I, male 41, have six kids from three different relationships. With my wife Olivia, female 38, I have two kids, male 7 and female 5. With my ex-wife Emma, 40-year-old female, I have three children, 10-year-old female, 8-year-old male, and 6-year-old female. And from my ex-ex-wife Sophie, female 42, I have one child, male 12. I've maintained very good co-parenting relationships with Emma and Sophie, and even though we're separated now, I consider them to be very close friends. All my children live with their mothers, and since we all live in the same city, they see each other regularly. The kids are close to each other and consider themselves normal siblings, which has also made things easier. Recently, I've been planning to take my children to visit my own parents, male 75 and female 71. They both recently retired, and I think they're starting to get bored with staying at home most days. So I thought seeing the kids would cheer them up, and the kids are more than happy to see, and get spoiled by, their grandparents. My brother Brad, male 37, is also going with his wife Samantha, female 35, and their two kids, male 6 and female 4, so the kids will get to see their cousins as well, which is nice. 
I planned a date with my brother and parents, and we decided that Thanksgiving weekend, which is next weekend in Canada, works best for all of us. While Emma and Sophie are alright with the idea of me taking the kids, Olivia is not. When I told her about the idea this morning, she told me that she wanted us to go out for dinner or something over the weekend since we hadn't gone out in a while. She only expressed this to me after I told her about the plan. When I mentioned that the kids wanted to see their relatives, as they all expressed interest in the idea, she said that I needed to prioritize spending expected time with her over entertaining my extended family. I asked her then if she wanted to accompany me and the kids to my parents' house, and then we could find some time to go out. But she refused this proposal. I was a little annoyed at this stage, so I said that I thought she was being difficult and not willing to compromise. We argued for a bit and then she said she had to go to work. Before she did, I reiterated that I'd be taking the kids to my parents. Am I the jerk? I mean, I think the fundamental problem besides the whole weird, my current wife and I have a 7 year old, but my ex-wife and I have a 6 year old together, the problem here is OP constantly over and over said, I planned. I thought, I, 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 none of this was planned, even discussed with the other parent in mind until it was like a dead set thing where you said, hey, I'm going to take all the kids. It's understandable that there's going to be some upset feelings. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy am I the jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.